Let me ask you a question. Do you have a deep knowing that you're only just scratching the surface of where you're capable of taking your business growth? Are you successful but have some invisible hurdles that are slowing you down? Business growth comes from creating and implementing strategies and frameworks, but strategies and frameworks on their own will not take you to the level I know you desire and are capable of. Living in alignment with your unique human design will help you to attract the abundance you are ready for. And I've just created a free guide to help you understand your unique human design blueprint. It's called the Human Design Advantage, and you can get your copy over at samanthariley.global forward slash advantage. But I think that's really important that we actually sort of pick up the phone and, and re-establish those relationships. You cannot rely on someone remembering who you are if you haven't spoken to them in 30 days. The fastest way to get your mojo back is to make a sale. And I've always remembered that. Like there is nothing like making a sale for that energy and that and that excitement to return. So if you haven't quite got your mojo back in the new year, go make a sale. Pick up the phone and go make a sale. My name is Samantha Riley and this is the podcast for experts who want to be the unapologetic leader in their industry. We're going to share the latest business growth, marketing and leadership strategies, as well as discussing how you can use your human design to create success in business and life, inside and out. It's time to take your influence, income and impact to the level you know you're capable of. Are you ready to make a bigger difference and scale up? This is the Influence by Design podcast. Welcome to today's episode of Influence by Design. I'm your co-host for today, Samantha Riley, and very excited that we're back in the new year with our second episode a week, which we've actually been on vacation from. So great to be back with you here today, Tim. It's amazing to be back. 2023, new year, new opportunity. It's really weird, right? Because it's, it's really just another day. The sun rose yesterday. It's going to rise tomorrow. But we place such importance on the new year. And I think certainly down here in Australia, we've had this now extended summer break, which I really enjoyed because I went to a place with no internet and no phone reception. Oh, so good. How nice is that? And I think that we all need to do that to chill out and to have that bit of digital detox and you know, get nice and fresh and reinvigorated for the new year. I was just listening to a video the other day that said that we make or we see the same amount of information and learning and make decisions every single day that people in 1900 made in a year. And when you think about that, that just blew my mind. It is really important to take that time out and to have that detox and do not much. Well, it's a, it's a much faster pace than I think we've ever had before and, and things are only going to accelerate. I was actually reflecting on that myself as I uh, slept and read books and paddleboarded and all sorts of fun stuff that we start the year with such, I guess, simple plans. And I know I joked to you this time last year, I says, oh, this is a really good pace, you know. I've got an afternoon nap, I've read a book, I've been for a swim, I've done a little bit of work, this is amazing, light work, life balance, fantastic, and then come into February, it's you know, a couple more meetings, and come into March, and that you know that hard start at 9am is, oh, I'll just slot that 8.30 meeting in, that'll be okay, and then coming into December, it's frantic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's almost like everything starts to get a little bit out of control 
the further into the year that we go, and I think if we don't set ourselves up right at the start and keep coming back to that intention, that we can get very, very out of control as the year progresses. Absolutely. And maybe not necessarily, you know, achieve all those grand things that we set ourselves on, you know, sometime around midnight or New Year's Eve and says, this is what we want to do for the year, right? Mm. I mean, you talk about it being just, you know, the sun rose, it's just another day. But I think that the end of the year and the beginning of the new year does give you a chance to sort of close the door on the last chapter and, you know, start a new chapter fresh. And I'm excited about the new year. I love new year. You know, you do have that excitement. So today we're going to talk about things that you can do to jumpstart your year to get really clear, to start the year fresh, to start the year invigorated or reinvigorated and so that you have more likelihood or the highest chance possible of achieving your goals for this year. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So anyway, in this episode today, we thought we'd share a couple of things that you can do to jumpstart your year, get it on the right track if it's not already there. I think there was a a funny post we had the other day that 2023 was the best year ever. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Lovely way to set the intention. But look, look, I mean, to jumpstart, you'll get it on the right track and, and potentially some strategies on how to keep it on the right track as the year progresses. Absolutely. So let's start off with piggybacking on something that you said, and that's, you know, you end the year and most of us end the year not in the same way that we start the year because as the year goes on, we pick up more. There is bright, shiny objects that may come into our into our sphere. We're busy. So I think that a really wonderful way to start the year is to really simplify things down. And one of the best ways that I've found to simplify is to get really clear on the five ones. And the five ones are one ideal client, one or one target market, one ideal client or one target market, one platform. So just being in one place or showing up in one place and really nailing that. So that's Instagram, Facebook, yep. your networking group, yep. UV, wherever it is, just the one channel. Yep. One program or product. <laughs> That's a hard one for a lot of people, right? That, that one product. It yeah. is. You know, I've got all these 25 different ideas for 25 different courses. Number four is one conversion event. So one one way to sell until you reach $1 million. And I think that really getting clear on this, it has a lot of focus in that you can put your energy into these five ones and really move things along. So it's really simplified. You don't have to think about, oh, I'm going to do six, have to, you know, post on six different platforms today, or I've got to have these 17 different conversion events or 17 different ways to sign a client, or I've got these 25 different programs that I'm trying to market. It's about getting really clear on what those five ones are and just focusing on those. It it really simplifies things and makes it a lot easier to make sales. Yeah, that's so true. What I would encourage all everyone listening to do right now is go through and f- you know, just block out half a day on the first day of every single month for the rest of the year and and title that five ones mm. and just come back to that and just go, okay, what's working? And I think what I see a lot when people are building their business, Sam, is we do these intentions, but we don't actually put any metrics in place to do the analysis to see whether these things are actually being dialed in or not. We just try stuff mm-hmm. in the hope that it works. And it was just, 
old saying we used to use in advertising a lot was that half of your advertising works, we just don't know which half. Mm. I actually looked that up the other day, or I can't remember who said it, but it was a, a guy from about 100 years ago who said that <laughs> half my marketing works, I don't know which half. But when we sort of do that activity, if you can put, even if it's only an hour, you know, every single month, come back to those five ones and go, and, is my product dialed in? Is the feedback I'm getting from my customers, you know, says that my product is really, I have that product market fit, right? Price. Am I getting any pushback on my price? Am I getting acceptable pushback? If you're getting no pushback on price. Put your prices up. And everyone <laughs> says yes, make it more expensive. Absolutely. If you're getting 100% pushback on price, it's probably too expensive. So we need to find a happy medium in there. But again, take the opportunity to review it. Look at your strategy. If you're on Facebook, for example, right? look at what you're doing on Facebook. Is that driving traffic into your funnel? Is that driving it to your conversion event? Look at that one conversion event. What can we do to change it? Do you need to increase the number of conversion events? Right? Do that same conversion event more often or less often. Right? And that'll get you on track to that $1 million. Mm, I love that you brought in the really paying attention to our KPIs or our key performance indicators because I also find that a lot of people can't unpack their numbers so they don't know what's working and what isn't. So I love that so much. Yep. So that sort of takes us to item two, which is all around growth. You were talking about knowing your metrics. Yeah. And you and I had a great conversation. I should have recorded it before we actually started recording. We're going to do that. That's going to be our intention this year, Sam. We're going to record all of the off-air stuff that we do. We're going to record from the second we get on the <laughs> And create an outtakes blooper reel. Except it wasn't a blooper reel. It was a great conversation around the fact that growth isn't linear. Yeah. The, the, one of the mistakes I see, and I know you do as well, right? When we do this planning sort of stuff, we go, what's our 10-year vision, five-year vision, blah, 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 right? But even if you take your five-year vision and said, I want to be a $10 million business in the next five years, and, and so what we then do is we go, well, okay, that means we need to do $2 million this year and $2 million next year and, and so on and so on and so on, right? But then we break that, that $2 million down into quarters and say, so, okay, I need $500,000 for the quarter, which means I need $166,000 in January. But growth isn't linear. And so if we chase that $166,000 in January, we're actually burning opportunity that might actually grow our momentum over the course of the year, right? So this is really about getting your marketing foundations in place. Like definitely know that you're working towards this $10 million. But coming back to make $10 million in the next five years, what needs to be in place now? And this is really about going back to your five ones and saying, well, who's this ideal client? You know, what's the what's this marketing funnel look like? You know, what does our conversion event look like? Where are we sharing this? What is that platform? And it may mean that you're spending a month getting really clear, clearly pulling together this funnel together, creating this you know, your online workshop or creating your Facebook group or whatever it is that you're doing, getting really clear on, you know, your LinkedIn strategy and understanding that you may be better off to get your foundations in place rather than just go trying to get this $166,000 and then just scrambling forever, essentially. Yeah. I think it's one of those things if we, if we rush things, we can sometimes trip over them. Mm -hmm. And so I was having a conversation with a client the other day about their goal to build a 100-client pipeline in the next 12 months. And we said, okay, well, normally, you know, the convention says 
break 100 down into 12 months and you've got eight clients a month, two clients a week, off you go. And of course, you get behind in the first month and you go, oh my God, I'm, you know, first week because I haven't signed two clients in the first week of January because nobody's around and therefore I need to sign four clients in the second week. So I go, oh, I need to go and ask people for money and we don't sign them in the second week and it sort of starts to compound. But the reality is if we didn't do that, we just established those foundations, as you mentioned, Sam, and said, I'm going to stand, establish the foundations of the relationship with that client in month one mm. and then build on those relationships in month two and month three and month four. By month five, you'll probably find someone saying, you know what, I'd like to work with you. And it might only be one, but in June, it will be two. And then July might be five. And then August will be eight. And all of a sudden, they're, you know, because you've been adding value to those relationships and continuing to build the depth of pipeline, the depth of relationship with your prospects, that they'll start coming to you and you'll, you become the prize. Can I just say here that what we don't mean is that you need to be setting up systems and processes for the next two years? No. <laughs> because that's not what we're talking about here. I was just, as you were talking, I was like, oh, you know, someone could be taking something from this. We're talking about getting your marketing foundations in place. It might take a month. It's not going to take six. It's not about getting systems and processes in place forever and being, you know, and holding back from doing what you need to do. We're just saying that you may need to lay some foundations to take your business to the next level. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Definitely take the dollars as they come in the door. Yeah. Speaking of dollars coming in the door, third tip? Yeah. I think it's reopening those conversations for leads from last year. And I know, Sam, one thing that you mentioned to me that, you know, normally we see a real rush of business in November and December, mm -hmm. which I know you mentioned you didn't see in the same volume as last year. Maybe it was just people finally tired and needed to put their feet up. And I certainly noticed as well, my November and December weren't as busy as they normally do. A lot of people sort of said, no, nah, we're going to take a break. We're going to push this back into January, which has made a very healthy looking pipeline for January, mind you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But we need to go back to those people. We need, and we need to take the initiative to go back to those people and, and, and open up those conversations again. And that's not just sending an email, is it? No, it could be a text, it could be a call, it could be reopening a conversation on chat. There's many different ways that you can do this and I would normally recommend that it might be a couple of those different channels. But I actually go with email last out of all of those things. But I'd be, I know email is big for you. Would you be more likely to send an email, Tim? I will do an email as well as one other thing. Yeah, yeah. Because right? I want to be able to, and particularly if I've got uh, multi-channel stuff, mm -hmm. I think the most powerful one is to get on the phone and, and have a phone call mm -hmm. and say, hey, are you back on deck yet? Just wanted to pick up the conversation we had last year, you know, and, you know, what's come up from you over Christmas? Have you changed your goals that we spoke about or are they still the same? You know, do we need to adjust the strategy that we talked about? But I think that's really important that we actually sort of pick up the phone and, and reestablish those relationships. You cannot rely on someone remembering who you are mm -hmm. if you haven't spoken to them 30 days. Absolutely. Not their priority. Absolutely. And something that one of my mentors said to me like 10 years ago is if you're coming back in January a little bit, you know, not in, as enthusiastic or as excited because you're like, oh, I really enjoyed that, that break, that vacation, that time out that I had with my family and you don't have your mojo – 
the fastest way to get your mojo back is to make a sale. And I've always remembered that like there is nothing like making a sale for that energy and that and that excitement to return. So if you haven't quite got your mojo back in the new year, go and make a sale. Pick up the phone and go make a sale. I'm curious, Sam, how do you celebrate sales? Do you celebrate them at all? Yeah, we actually do. So Leon and I, we both have our water with us all the time and we've got glasses that if you tap them with your pen, now I'm giving away my personal secrets, we tap them and like like a bell because I, I actually haven't been able to find a bell that I like. But it's essentially the same sort of idea that when one of us make a sale because our offices are right next door to each other, we'll make the ding and we'll celebrate and exactly yeah, like that. There's the prop. So if you ever hear that noise because you're at my house, you know we've made a sale. And then we put that person's name on a post-it note and put it on our wall because we've got a funnel or a pipeline up on our wall. And that person's name goes up so that we know that this is someone new that we can welcome into our community and serve. So that's how we celebrate a sale. That's awesome. I have a gong. I love that. I have a brass gong I bang. So that's, uh, that's how. So Tim, I'd love to hear the gong. Can you share it with us? All right. Yeah, no worries. Let, let me, here we go. So hopefully this comes through the microphone. Okay. Deeply resonant. I like a kind of deep resonant gong. I love it. There we go. So if you're in Canberra and you hear that there noise, the, uh, Tim's celebrating. That's right. So that's the, uh, the sales gong. You know what's really cool about that is it's the celebration. It's the celebration for us. It's a celebration that we have a new client that we're able to serve. And I think that that brings up the point that I think that a lot of people in business don't do, and that's celebrate all the wins along the way. Because we can get very caught up in always, you know, we've got this project in the distance and we work, 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 and we never really stop and say, you know what, we actually, we had a win or we've got something that we can celebrate here. So I think this is really important. And I love that you brought this up because I didn't know we were going to talk about this. Oh, well, there's five things that that you can do to jumpstart you. Just, again, come back on those, the five ones. Make sure that you block time in your calendar out to review your progress against those five ones and, and dial really dial them in. Second thing, understand that growth isn't linear. And so if you don't hit it in month one, just adjust your targets a little bit, right? If you're not hitting it in month 12, you're in trouble, <laughs> but certainly don't expect to hit it in month one. Get your marketing foundations in place right now and look for sustainable results. I think that's a real key one that you raised, Sam. Right? Reopen those conversations from last year. Retouch base. Don't just send an email and expect them to see it because they probably won't. Pick up the phone and call. And if you don't get responses on either, what do you do, Sam? Keep trying. You make more sales so that you can get your mojo back. Yeah, keep, but keep trying, okay? Keep trying to connect with those conversations, right? Don't just expect that they'll come back to you. Right? You need to initiate the conversation and then celebrate your wins. Get a gong, get a bell, get a glass that you can tap. Do something to celebrate. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if you want to really make sure that 2023 is your year, I've created a free workbook called The Million Dollar Plan. It has got the nine different key growth areas that you need to pay attention to in your business. So this is a workbook to help you identify those nine key growth areas so that you can make more money. 
You can have a year that's filled with more meaning and so that you can have more freedom to do what it is that you want to do during the year so that you don't burn out and start to resent and hate your business. So you can get a copy of that over at samantharali.global forward slash plan. And of course, the link will be in the show notes over at influencedbydesignpodcast.com. Tim, it's been great to hang out with you and to pick up our second episode of the week here at Influenced by Design Podcast. It's good to be back. I'm looking forward to a prosperous 2023. Absolutely. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you on the flip side next week. Ciao for now. Thanks for joining me for this episode of the Influence by Design podcast. If you want more, head over to influencebydesignpodcast.com for the show notes and links to today's gifts and sponsors. And if you're looking to connect with other experts who are growing and scaling their business too, join us in the Coaches, Thought Leaders and Changemakers community on Facebook. The links are waiting for you over at influencebydesignpodcast.com.